What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch yeah. Gospel. I am your host, Matt, and the boys are back in town. Yes. Boys yes. are back in yes. town. What's going boys on? The co hosts uh-huh. of the millennia. Daniel, Tony, what's going no, on, y'all? I just tried singing right now, man. You did. I, I, I heard it. It wasn't very good. It was all right. It was I, all right. I, no, I, I, <laughs> I know my place. <laughs> man, it's been a while. It has. It's been it's a been, minute. It feels good to be here. It's it feels, been a minute, man. It feels man. good to be back in the seat on a mic talking about Jesus. Let's go. Um, glad to be back. Come on. It's yeah. my favorite thing to get to do this stuff with you guys, man. Seriously, this is, this is some of the fun. This is some of the most fun I've ever had. In ministry yeah. is doing stuff like this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I want to have a conversation today centered around uh, the difference between Pharisees and disciples, <laughs> which is like mm. word. All right. <laughs> like, okay, how, 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 how deep in the weeds are we going to go here? But, you know, before we get into the thick of it, we'll go to, we'll go to the scripture real quick. Uh, Matthew 16 verses five through six says later after they crossed to the other side of the lake, the disciples discovered they'd forgotten to bring any bread. And then Jesus goes, watch out. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) And like Jesus says this to the disciples and they start arguing about like who forgot to buy the bread. (laughs) they're getting upset with each other and obviously jesus wasn't talking about going to buy some bread but from the pharisees right (laughs) right you know what i mean like do we gotta wait a minute these pharisees also have a side hustle where they They sell bread bread what's going on like what in the world is jesus talking about and then what's cool is like then jesus like has this moment with them and he's like don't you remember about feeding the five thousand? And then don't you remember when we fed the 4,000, both of, both of those, yes, different accounts, similar miracles, uh, and both of them had leftovers. Like, we didn't go buy any bread. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, do you have so little faith that you think this is about bread still? Mm-hmm. And then he said again, beware the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And then something happens. Look at the end of this. In verse 12, he says, and then at last... They understood, meaning the disciples understood that he wasn't speaking about the yeast and bread, but about the deceptive teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So stay away from the doctrine, the doctrine of the Pharisees. What does this mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what does this even mean? This is crazy, man, because I think there's there's so much to unpack in this scripture. Because mm-hmm. I know we're talking about, you know, disciples and Pharisees. and But just at the beginning here, um, where the disciples misinterpreted what Jesus was even saying. They, they, they thought he was, they, they weren't really looking into it and they were understanding where he was coming from. You yeah. know, I think a lot of times, cause the first time I read this scripture, I'm like, man, that could be us sometimes. Oh, for sure. Know? Right. Where we're, we're thinking we're hearing something from God. And if we're not careful, um, we can get into a, a place where we're, we're interpreting in the wrong way. Yeah. And if we're not in our word and if we're not, you know, in tune with the with the spirit, we're going to miss something yeah. that God's trying to do, you know. Um, and it's happened so many times in my life, and we see it here in Scripture, too. Um, yeah. And the disciples had been with Jesus for, for a while already, and they're, you know, Jesus is like, come on, guys. Like, we've been through this before. This has just happened, you know. Yeah. And they're still not getting it. And so. Do you not understand? Yeah. <laughs> right. He's like, come on, we've been through this already, you know. Yeah, what's my name, bro? <laughs> Come on, man. Like, you know what I mean? Last week. Yeah. <laughs> what did I just do last week? In in that that word doctrine comes from, and I'm gonna butcher this, but it's from the Greek word uh, didakis, mm-hmm. and that just means instructions. So, like, so if yeah. you're a disciple of Jesus, then you need to stay away from the instructions of the Pharisees. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Tony. What do you think? I, I mean, I, I when going into this more, I. I it's just being alert, like knowing, like you, being alert of the, the the teachings of the Pharisees. I know mm-hmm. the Pharisees added to you know God's law, and and I, I think the big part out of it is that they were leading through more of a of of like a prideful heart. Yeah. And so it was about them, and and it wasn't about what it really was. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. I think I mean, both yeah. of those are right on the money. Like what you guys yeah. are saying, right? Like yeah. we know because we, we we've yeah. read it and yeah. we, we've interpreted this, you know, to see what Jesus is saying. It, the thing that came to my brain was like, now that there's not one of us mm-hmm. 
who like believes in Jesus, who, you know, who is a Christ follower, a Christian that I know that sets out to be a Pharisee right. <laughs> that like desires to be a Pharisee. So my first, my first inclination when I was reading this was like, why does Jesus say this then? And then I came to this conclusion that the seat of a Pharisee is more comfortable than the sandals of a disciple. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and this is, this is what's crazy is I say that because back when they were like, back when they were in these times and, and the Pharisees would be teaching in the temple, there weren't pews, there weren't chairs, there weren't benches. Yeah. Like people think like they're like the churches, like the temple looked like churches today in terms of like they're, Oh, everybody had a place to sit and, and it was nice and air conditioned. No, you know who got to sit down? The Pharisee. Yeah. The one that was the teacher got to sit down and everybody else had to stand there. So imagine being packed in the temple. If you go, I, I was I was talking to a friend of mine uh, uh, who has um, been to the Holy Land many times. And he's like, Matt, if you go into like this temple that he's talking about in Jerusalem, go into the temple where they say that like Jesus did some teaching or whatever. These temple rooms is probably no bigger than this room that we're shooting in right now. He's like, the room itself is really, they're not gigantic warehouse buildings. Like we, again, like we yeah. think of our churches today or like these, these office suites or these big warehouse settings or even just, you know, man, there's some churches that are some big, beautiful churches here in Baco, man, that got like, you know, the, the, the corner yeah. of, you yeah, know, yeah. The, the, they got the corner of two big, you know, major roads and stuff like beautiful, beautiful campuses, colors, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like this, these temples were like, uh, you know, 12 by 12 or 18 by 18 or something like that, you know, and, and, and all these people are standing there. It's hot, it's crowded. And you're, you got to stand there and listen to however long this Pharisee decides no to teach apart, right? No, <laughs> no, no, no social distancing at all. Like it was just, and, and this is what's crazy. What, what I think we, we I, what, what to, to touch on what Daniel was speaking to, cause this, that's really right on the money is that, you know, the Pharisees didn't just blindly follow the law. And I think that's really what Jesus yeah. was talking about yeah. is, is the interpretation of it. Yeah. Right. And, and what the Pharisees, because what the Pharisees did was they would harmonize the teachings of the Torah mm -hmm. with their own ideas yeah. or they would find a way to like input their own ideas or suggestions into the, the Torah. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just taking the Torah for what it was. So they take God's teachings and they twist them to fit their own yeah. narratives and feelings. And that's, I would never do that. Yeah. But how, well, I mean, is that going on? That's crazy, <clears throat> man, because um, <clears throat> throughout, just throughout time, um, we have an inclination to do this. We have an inclination yes. to, yes. to have our own opinion or, hey, like, what does this say? But let's add a little bit more, you know, or let's without really looking into the context, without really looking into you know what the word of God is saying and without being led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I it's crazy because um, I was at CSUB the other day and I was walking out of class and um, this guy stops me and he's like, hey, can I have can I have a, you know, a little bit of your time real quick? And I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? He's like, I'm from this church, blah, blah, blah. He starts saying, I'm like, OK. And um He's like, I know you, I know you, I don't know if you've heard of, you know, God, the father and, you know, the son, the Holy spirit, but have you heard of God, the mother? And I was like, Oh no, tell me about that. I wanted to, I actually wanted to hear what right. he had Absolutely. to say, you yeah. know, and start, he, so he starts going off on these scriptures saying that Jesus had a wife and God, God has a, uh, a wife too. So Jesus has a mother and we have a mother. So he takes me to Genesis and revelation. Then he takes me to Ephesians. He's taking me to all these scriptures and he's like, so what do you think about this? I'm like, I, I think it's all wrong. <laughs> I told him straight out, bro. I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to you. And then I'm going to tell you why. Cause you stopped me, bro. Right. I go, I think it's all wrong. I think you're interpreting this uh, incorrectly. And he's like, Oh, why do you? and he looked at me and he was like, well, why do you say that? And I was like, uh, because this is out of context. And um, then you cracked your knuckles in your neck. You were like, let like, me tell you. I was like, all right, let's go, bro. Because <laughs> the, the bride is not Jesus' wife, man. Right. That's us. That's the church. I started telling the church is, is the bride of Christ. And I started going on. And But the crazy thing is somebody taught him this. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Somebody yeah. taught him this, a, a pastor, an elder, whatever, whoever it was. And somebody 
looked at the scripture and interpreted it wrong um, and put in what they wanted to, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because if you, and the, some of the stuff you were saying, I'm like, there's no way you could think like this means that. That does, you're contra contradicting yourself, you know? But just teachings like that, you know, where there's deception, they're pulling out their own stuff. Um, yeah, that's that's Pharisee yeah. right there, man. Yeah. I love that story. I mean, the truth is that people just they they desire to be comfortable. I mean, mm. the, the the Pharisees out there, they got seats. I got to stand out here. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, they they yeah. they yeah, desire they desire to be we we. I mean, people in general desire to be ha desire comfort over the challenge. Yeah, and and I mean I mean with that, I mean we prefer going to to people that that you know that tell us what we want to hear that we, that, you know, the good stuff. I want to hear the good stuff about yeah. everything. Yeah. But I know thousands of podcasts ago, we were talking about the real ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the real ones challenge you, man. And right. it's not easy. It's not easy to go and, and, and do. Yeah. And it kind of hurts your feelings a little, a little bit sometimes. Bit. Yeah. yeah. Or no, like it, it hurts. <laughs> or should we say like, um, I was just, I was just talking to somebody the other day about the, all of us have a little me mm -hmm. inside of us. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, there's this little me and like, don't the, hurt me. yeah. And like, we don't want the and but for whatever reason, that guy like makes all the decisions. I think of mini me, Dr. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a mini me. <laughs> but the little mini me is a little Filipino kid. Right. <laughs> a bald one. Yeah. <laughs> In a gray suit. Oh. In a gray suit. <laughs> but like we do, man, we, we form and we fit the words of God, like, not in the context with which they were given so as to honor God, but we desire the words to honor ourselves yeah. and our causes and our passions and our preferences and desires. It's everywhere and, too. I and mean, yeah, yeah, it is. It's literally yeah. like, and we want, and we like, we say like, well, we want signs and we want wonders and give me a sign, Lord, give me a sign. We want, we want, we want. And there's nothing wrong with signs. I believe in signs and wonders, mm -hmm. but, but we shouldn't be chasing signs and wonders or we shouldn't be trying to fit our narrative into mm -hmm. God's word. Like consider the fact that you were just saying that, uh, you know, or, or Tony said mentioned that there were like all these amendments, all these changes made like, and so like all this stuff happened, right? Talk about 400 years or so of silence between the last prophet and the birth of Jesus. And, you know, essentially you have a, an amendment made a year to the law of God yeah, is what the Pharisees were doing. They're going to change one thing a year, which is kind of, that's a, so it's a slow progression and, and it's going to slowly turn into, well, this is what we believe. We've been doing this for hundreds of years. Yeah. Now consider the fact that we are 2000 years almost post Jesus. Right. How much like, so how many other, yeah, little false dichotomies and little turns and twists have people taken and how many different falsehoods God, the, you know, God, that's not the first, you know, uh, I, I would say first, um, new religion, you know, that, but, but that's absolutely what yeah. you got asked. That's why I like the story so fitting. Like <laughs> yeah. it's so, if it's so well, because it's true, like people, people take what they want because they, they just want what they want. Yeah. And we talk about like all the time about like a la carte Bible an a la carte relationship with God. Like, yeah. I'm just going to take what I want and yeah. I'm going to leave the rest. Yeah. That hard yeah. stuff, leave it at home. Yeah. Leave, leave the veggies. I don't want the vet. My, you know, Tony gets a hot lunch at school <laughs> and they're like, you know, take a salad and, and he, he'll come home. Sometimes he's like, they forced me to take a salad today. I'll be like, well, did you eat it? He's like, no, <laughs> like he don't want that. Like he just wants, give me, I want that. Just the square pizza. Just give me the square yeah. pizza. That's all I want. My kids don't like that. Yeah. I like the square pizza. Nobody <laughs> likes the square pizza. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Dude, and that dude didn't know I, I was strapped, man. At, at the <laughs> beginning, I was I was acting like I was just like some dude, like just getting off of class, you know, whatever. Right. And I didn't want to say anything of who I was. I was like, oh, like he's telling me like these things. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Like, did you know that? I'm like, um, he didn't know I was strapped, bro. I was like, I'm ready. I'm about yeah. to unload. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and like the thing is, like, uh, I mean, I love having those conversations too. Yeah. Like, and I wonder how many of us, if we were, if we were just prepped and we were walking in, you know, in lockstep with, with the spirit and, and we were studied up to show ourselves approved as unto God, we don't go around just hoping and waiting for the moment to correct somebody. But if you yeah. love people well, like if you're loving somebody well, 
you're not just going to let them leave like that if after they, especially after they ask you a question, what do you think about that? Yeah. Uh, I, I know. I, I just know. I, I can't see Daniel going over there and like chest to chest and like, hold on, hold on. Right, right. <laughs> he said, I well, I think you're wrong. That's what I, I think. I told him in the end, I said, you know what? I believe the gospel of Jesus, man. I believe he died, rose again on the third day. Uh, we're, we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus. And so I let him know like, hey, man, like this is this is the truth right here, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's out of context. That's misinterpreted. And he, and he right. let, he was like, all right, thank you for your time. And he walked up. Yeah. I was like, yep. Yeah. You messed with this I, theology, man. I love you though. I love you though. Right. I love <laughs> you, you know enough what? to tell it's, you this. You know what, man, it, we're talking about the Pharisees and being comfortable. Um, it's, it is easy to be comfortable, um, when you make the Bible work for you, you know, and it's, right. a, and it's a dangerous right. place to be. And that's, that's where you know, the flaw is that's where the danger is, is because when you start getting comfortable in God's word, um, you make it work for you. And that's where you find your, you know, okay, oh, this can work for me, you know, oh, I can do this like this, you know, I can add this. Right. That's where it starts getting dangerous because. Which is why there's, you know, which is why there's all kinds of. Yeah. False gospels. Right. You know, and, and you can you can get into, you know, we can get into naming them all, but I think that's an episode unto yeah. itself. Yeah. Um, because the gospel's uncomfortable, man. Like if you really like absolutely. follow Jesus, it's uncomfortable, it's difficult, it's not easy, you know. It doesn't really work for you for, right. for your flesh, right. you know, what you want. No. No. And so so the Pharisees obviously they're gonna find another way so, to make it comfortable, make it work for them. But that's not how this works. Um, because the Jesus that I know that teaches deny yourself, you know, take up your cross, forgive those who like right. that stuff is not comfortable. It's not easy, but that's where, what we're called to do. Right. And we're taught, you know, in the word of God is very clear when it talks about in the last days, people will heap into themselves teachers having itching ears. That means people are going to be real itchy and they just want to find somebody that's going to tell them what they want to hear. Yeah. You know, they're just going to look for their itch to get scratched and then, and then, that's that's where I'm gonna go, and that's where I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna do. And there's nothing wrong with desiring a blessing. In fact, God wants you to be blessed. He's more concerned. We always say this too. Like he he could he couldn't care any less about your happiness. Mm. Like I'm sorry to burst your bubble to those that are watching or listening right now, but God doesn't care about your happiness, boo. Like he he wants you to be blessed, and uh, oftentimes God's blessing looks a lot different yeah. than what we think it should. Right. His plan is different than our plan most of the time, and that's the reason why you know. Jesus in his teaching said things like they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And like, man, when you think about that, you know, there's a difference between, you know, a seat and a sandal. Yeah. And then that's, 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 that's heavy, bro. You know, why do we pray? Why do we serve? Like, seriously, if you're like right now, like you're listening, you're watching, like, why do you do it? Is it, is it for God? Is it, is it to, or is it to just say that you do it? So that you could feel better about you, so that you could feel like you're doing something for God, so that you can feel. Um, Pastor Dwayne, our good friend, Pastor Doctor Dwayne <laughs> Cantrell, it's all of week. the above. I you know, a, I introduced him last week, and I had a. I was like, "What does Matt say? He has a whole list of stuff." He does. Oh yeah, I love messing with him because he he's just Dwayne, like, and he'll tell you, yeah, like, I'm just yeah, Dwayne. Yeah. But he's you know, so I like messing with him, and like, this is my this is my B fan, this is my my brother, Pastor Doctor Bishop. Uh, I did mess. I said partner. I was like, well, not, you know what I mean. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's funny. laughs> and, and he said something, um, he said something at Bible study one time that really, really caught me. And I was like, Ooh, man, that's really good. He said that, um, he was talking about how, um, how we are as, as, as people, we, we do this, we do the same thing where we like to kind of take and fit things to, to our narrative, to our marketing campaigns, to our, towards kind of reaching things. And he said, you know, you were never called to change the world. You were called to love it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ooh, that's good. Because just because it's, it's easy to say, let's, yeah. let, we're going to, we're going to change things. But if Jesus didn't come to change things in this world, mm-hmm. like Jesus didn't come to change the world. He came to change you. Yeah. yeah. He came to change me. And so like, we're not Jesus <laughs> and we're directed by Christ to love. Yeah. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he, then he says love and love one another as I have loved you. Yeah. So like we're, we're compelled, we're challenged, we're invited, we're commissioned to love people 
well and loving people well is telling them i think that's wrong man yeah like yeah and and that's like that's that's just that's part of being a disciple is if you can if you can't take the sandals of a disciple it's it's uncomfortable your feet are gonna get dirty yeah and some sandals hurt and like yeah well i can't imagine imagine you know yeah wearing like they didn't have didn't have uber yeah they they weren't nike slides no they weren't slides they weren't comfy you know what I mean? Like, they, I got some Under Armour slides because they they got gel in them. <laughs> they got like, those are comfy. But, like, they were strapped up, and they walked everywhere, miles and miles and miles, you know. <laughs> That's way, way, way more rough than sitting in the seat of a Pharisee. I just pictured everybody in the gospel yeah. wearing Crocs. <laughs> they would probably welcome Crocs. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that you're talking about, um, you know, God didn't call us to change the world, but to love, because it, you, that's that's the way you change the world is is through your love for people, you know. And it's it's the simple things that you do, yeah. You know, the simple things that you do to love your neighbor, you know, to love those, you know, or <clears throat> who don't love you, you know, who don't yeah. know Jesus, um, and that's what changes the world. And the world could be just that person that lives next door to you. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the world. That's changing the yeah. world. And it's through your love for them. Um, and I love that, man, because that's what we are commissioned to do, man. Yeah, uh, well, and there's there's nothing in and of ourselves, There, there's nothing transformative about us. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not transformers. Yeah. We're not GoBots. Nobody here, nobody nobody that's listening remembers GoBots. Like, we're not, yeah. we don't have the power yeah. to change. Only God can do that yeah. through Christ. Yeah. So our job is to love people because in, in loving people, we're hoping that that also helps point yeah. them to this Jesus that we believe that we represent. Yeah. And then we allow God, God will do the changing. God will do the saving. God will do the cleaning. God will do all of that stuff. But yeah. we need to love, we need to love the people. If God only cared about your religious activities, then the Pharisees would have been heroes of the faith. Right. They'd have been, instead of a brood of vipers, they would have been, they would have been the ones to look up to. Yeah. But instead he called them a brood of vipers. That's that's heavy, man. I can't imagine thinking that you're doing all of these things. And I can imagine why they got offended because they're they're saying feeling. And and isn't it so interesting that we can take and twist stuff so much that we eventually believe that, no, no, this is what this is God. This is God. And then when Jesus comes along outside of that box, we get we get offended because he's telling us we're doing it wrong. Right. We're living wrong. We missed it. Yeah. That's rough, man. Yeah. I got, I, there's a scripture that I want to share because I think it's, it's kind of, a, a, um, I think it's for us, uh, even though Paul, you know, was talking to the church in, in, you know, in the book of Galatians, um, he says this to them in Galatians chapter one, verse six, he says, and you guys all know this, and I love this because we're talking about Pharisees, we're talking about the true message of the gospel and Jesus, you know, versus the Pharisees teachings, um, and their interpretation of the gospel and and God and Jesus and all this stuff. But he says, he's, he, he warns them. He says, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to Mm. live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. So good. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them de- let them be under God's curse, you know? Yeah. And I love this because, man, like stick to the word, stick to the gospel, like, like do that, you know? Yeah. And don't get confused by all these other new worldviews or opinions or religions that take completely take God's word out of context. And that's what Paul's telling the church of Galatia. He's like, man, like I'm astonished that you guys are going out and believing this stuff when we have it right here. The, yeah. the true, you know, gospel of Jesus, you're going on and believing these other things. It's funny you say that, man. I was just going through it. Um, we were talking about taking, like using scripture and just taking that part. I mean, how many times have we seen I can do all things. Yeah. Right. And then it stops kind of at I can. It's just me. And, and that's where we use it. It's not mm-hmm. um, 
I mean, we, when we look at it, we're like, well, I can do anything. Right. We don't finish. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't finish the scripture. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that happens all the time. I think it's one of the big, the biggest, if not, you know, yeah. the biggest. It's, it, I was just thinking about that when you were saying that. That's well, I mean, that's right yeah. on the money. Yeah. That's right on the money. Cause again, it's one of those, it's one of those things again, where we like, we do what we want when we want, how we want. We don't really want to necessarily properly contextualize what the word of God says, because oftentimes the word of God is going to say stuff that we are not ready to, yeah. To apply. Mm-hmm. You know, we may hear it and be like, Amen. You know, I'm and I'm gonna say it, but I mean we probably got we probably got a lot of people listening that that amen the pastor all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, you probably you probably you probably the amen corner. Mm-hmm. You're probably faithful. You might even give. But what do you do on Monday? Like what right. do you do on Tuesday? Right. Right. Why isn't why is church known as a place filled with hypocrites instead of a place filled with people that are willing to love the broken. Like, what are we doing church? Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself. Yeah. I'm looking into the, I'm looking into the shot because I know I'm gonna watch this back. Matt, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Like be better. Like <laughs> just do what the gospel says. Just, just do what the gospel. And that's as Paul's yeah. teaching this and you know, in Galatia there, there's, yeah. there's so many different teachings, right? Cause not everybody had a new Testament on their phone or not everybody had something just at their fingertips to be able to get, this was a new teaching and, and nobody just had steady access to stuff. So people were going around and, and teaching yeah. the way and clearly these people had heard some teachings or had found a way to, again, already so quickly. Yeah. Paul's like, what happened? Yeah. Like I was just there. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just told you guys what this thing is and you're already following something different, but that's how easy it is for yeah. us whether we choose to admit it or not, so easy for us to fall into that practice. Well, what's crazy is that you, you mentioned that, that they didn't have access to all this and fast forward 2000, you know, plus years later and we're still, and we have it and right. people still make their own religions and come up with their learning from history. <laughs> that we don't, do we learn from history? Is that <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. It's the, it's the condition of the human yeah. heart, man. Yeah. That's it is. wicked and doesn't really want, you know, God and his truth. You know, and it's yeah, it's crazy. It's so true. You you were saying, I mean, why do we pray? Why do we serve? I, come on, guys. I'm just tired of being a checklist Christian mm. here. Okay, like where mm. are we? Why do we pray? Because uh, I was told to pray. Check. <laughs> why do I serve? Because I was told to serve. Mm. Check. I mean, if you knew the true meaning behind that, God wants us to align our hearts with Him. He wants a relationship with us, and that's why I do. Yeah what I do. I'm not about my acts. I'm about a relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah, And that's, again, that's a tall, that's a tall order. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that's a tall order sometimes because, because as we all know, life, life happens in seasons and we all know it, but we don't always remember it because it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to, you know, I had a, I had a friend of mine one time tell me, you know, Matt, um, you're too much of an absolutist. Mm -hmm. And, um, and if you're a star Wars fan, you know, only a Sith deals in absolutes, but like, (laughs) um, you're too much of an absolutist. And I was like, you know, uh, unpack that. Cause I liked, I liked yeah. that they said it. So I was like, unpack that for me. Cause I want to understand what you mean. And he said, you know, you're like, I'm here now. I'm going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like, this is, this is what it is. And I'm like, Oh, that's a, okay. So what, what's, what, what do you think the, what do you think the issue is? What am I missing? And they were actually the one who was like, it's, it's life isn't life happens in seasons. That's how God designed it. You're not looking at it like it, like it's supposed to happen in seasons. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're really, you're really correct. And the issue with life happening in seasons is because we want to do our level best to succeed in every season that we're in. We at times give ourselves this, this, um, permission to just for a season, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Just, I'm, I just, just for, I just need, right. Like, and, and we, and we do, and we do that because we're sometimes it's because we want, we want good things. We're trying to protect, we're trying to protect the good things. We're trying to do the good things. But then other times it's because like, come on now, like other times it's just cause we, I, I, we want to do what we want to do. Yeah, what do you yeah. say? Live your best life. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we just want to live our best. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we want to, man, I don't want to go to church on Sunday. I want to barbecue. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's what I want to do. Okay, well, I hear you. I'm going to be real with you. I'm a pastor. I would, I would love to barbecue on Sundays, mm-hmm. but, but we're, we're called and we're, we're, again, commissioned and we're compelled and we're commanded to gather and, and there must be, a, and, and, and people say, well, you know, you can gather in your home and that's absolutely correct. And you should be gathering in your homes beyond just a Sunday gathering. But the church, the Acts church, they gathered in the temple daily and then they broke bread and went from home to home. So they did both. So don't try to play a player. <laughs> I know what it says. Stop trying to twist it to fit your narrative in your meaning. Because even when we discuss like, well, I got to do this or that, you know, well, I have to, what did uh, Jesus was like uh, when he was calling people and, uh, and they were saying stuff like, well, I got to bury my brother. Yeah. yeah. Let me bury my father or like my man, you know what? My, 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 my brother just got married. Let me go, let me go handle this right quick. And then, uh, and Jesus was like, I got to go. Yeah. I got to go. And, and what that tells me is I don't want to miss God Mm. because I chose to scratch an itch in a moment. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't want to miss God in a season because I chose to do something that was for me right. Right. in a moment. Because yeah. because the seasons thing makes it's a sense. Season. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, but it's a season. You don't. You're not supposed to live in it forever. Right. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's a process. You're going through it. I, yeah. I get it. You know. But yeah. And a, what you're talking about, like the checklist, Christian. Let's give. Let's give a quick test. Let's see. Let's see where everybody is. Check. Check. Okay, so you guys just and uh, in, in, in we're at we're I at a different we're at a different location. I would say it's rhetorical. Ask yourself, talk talk amongst yourselves, talk to yourself in the car. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> <why>. <laughs> it's rhetorical. I had to get it real quick. <laughs> All right, do you practice the art of avoidance or involvement? Can I answer? No, <laughs> right. <laughs> I got something to say. The, you know, the Pharisees had an ethic of avoidance, mm-hmm. while Jesus' ethic was involvement, mm-hmm. even to the point of interruption. The Pharisees would teach in the temple. They would sit, everyone else, they come to listen. They stand. Again, no pews, no seats, no comfort, no benches. Only the teacher gets to sit down. And that's why we, we said at the beginning of this thing, the seat of the Pharisees is much more comfortable than the sandals of a disciple. So like, which, which do you practice most? Mm-hmm. Is, it the, is it the ethic of avoidance or the ethic of involvement? Because again, even in terms of the interruption, Jesus practiced involvement. Mm-hmm. And it, like you see the interruption moments of Jesus's life. And that's some of it too, you know? Hey, look, like I get it, we're busy. We could stand on each other's calendars if you want to and we could see who's tallest. <laughs> like if you want to do that, we can do that. We're all busy. We all got stuff going on. Life, life happens. We got life. We got family. We got, we got spouses. We got, man, work. We got everything, yeah. man. And, and it's a busy, fast-forward world. It is not a slow-motion world that we're living in today. Yeah. It is a fast-forward. You're watching it in two times the speed, I feel like, yeah. right? But that's why we get upset, I think, too, with the seasons of interruption. Or with those moments of interruption, and instead of stopping and ministering like Jesus called us to in those moments, we avoid. Mm-hmm. And so, which which ethic do you practice? Because it's hard. Yeah, yeah. I just actually just saw something this morning um, on Instagram from somebody I follow, and he was talking about the importance of uh, gathering, you know, with with believers and um, and doing life with other people and not doing it alone. You know, yeah. when we're talking about avoidance yeah. and involvement. Um, I think that's when we, talk, when we talk about the Pharisees, they were kind of just exclusive in their own little, in their own little clique, you know? Yeah. And they were so disconnected from the outside world that all they had was themselves. Like a, almost, it was like a cult. And um, that's when you're around people, the same people, and you believe the same way, um, there's no growth at all. There's no challenge. There's nothing. And so you, you kind of do your own thing. You come up with your own um, opinions and beliefs and whatnot. But it's when you get around with other people and you begin to talk about the Bible or talk about life or whatever that is, yeah. you grow with each other, you challenge each other, you know, you yeah. do life, you don't do life alone. And 
And it is, it is a dangerous and, and me, like I'm naturally like an introvert. So like I can like be alone, you know, and I'm okay with it, but I know that that's dangerous too for me. And so I know like, now I need to get out. I need to be around some, some people, you know, I need to be around some brothers, some family, church family, um, not just the people I want to be around, you know, or, or not nobody at all. And so it's something we have to work on intentionally, um, to know that, Hey, this is, this is a growth opportunity for me to grow around my brothers and sisters in Christ. You know? Yeah. And, and that's a good perspective too. And the, so the next question that I would have for that is, is the community that you keep, if you are like, well, I'm in community. Okay, great. Is the community that you keep, is it iron sharpening iron? Right. Right. <clears throat> that's good. I think the big part where you said it was growth. Yeah. Like yeah. If, if you're yeah. the people you keep around you is not about your growth or don't challenge you. And you, again, I, what do I call? Oh, yes, men. If you have a bunch of people uh-huh. around you that are just yes, men telling you everything you want to hear, mm-hmm. everything you want to, you know, the good stuff, the, the feel good stuff, then there is no growth. Yeah. It's, right. You're, you're stunned right there. And it, it, having people that do challenge you doesn't feel good all the time. Mm, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? You're supposed to right. be my boy and you're telling me this. Right. Right. You know, it, but those are the people you want around yeah. you. Yeah. Again, we're talking about seasons, so it's only a season. Those are the real ones. Yeah. That's the, yeah, we were talking definitely. About. Yeah, definitely. But the, and that's, and that's where the opportunity comes to disciple one another. We're talking about discipleship and, and Pharisees. Yeah. And so it's when you're in, you know, involved then discipleship happens, you know, and that's where growth happens. Um, and that's where we stay, you know, in harmony with the gospel in harmony with the word of God when we're, when we're sharpening each other. Um, it's yeah. important. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love people. I just love people in general. I love yeah. people. I, I think I, I got this from Matt, but I, I mean, I can love people from afar too. <laughs> right. Sometimes we love people w- at arm's length. Yeah. You know, we don't let them in. Ten foot pole. Yeah, <laughs> we, you, you're not. You know, you can't be a disciple and 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 social social socially distance your heart. I should say that that was that was really difficult to get out. Yeah. yeah. But you can't be a disciple and 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 be socially distant in your heart and in your spirit. You know, discipleship it involves relationships. Relationships are messy. Discipleship involves self denial and not personal gain. Yeah. And um, again, that's why there's a lot of. Um, we've said this before, I think, you know, on, on the podcast and, and I know I've said it from the pulpit, but it just bears repeating because it's so very true. We have a lot of churches that are full of converts, but not many disciples mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't want to practice self-denial. They, they, they're only interested in what is in the hand of God. Mm-hmm. They're only, in, they're not interested in his face. And even, even Moses, you know, we, there's this song, um, that, that I just heard last night and we sing it, uh, at, at church, um, and I'm for the life of me cannot remember the name of it, but the, I'm blanking on the title. But you know that one on the, on the bridge, chains fall. Oh, show us your glory, right? That's the what it's called. Ground. Show us your glory, holy ground. There we yeah. go. And that's the that's the chorus is you know show us your glory, show us your glory. Yeah. You know, in wonder and surrender we fall down. And that that's every time I hear that song, I think about Moses. Yeah. But Moses didn't ask to see God's glory. Mm-hmm. Moses asked to see God's face. Yeah. Moses was like, I want to see you. Show me your face. And God reasoned with Moses and was like, you can't see my face because no man has seen my face and lived. But I tell you what, I'll hide you in the cleft of this rock and I'll cover you with my hand and I'll pass by you and I'll let you see my glory. Mm -hmm. And so if you pursue God's face, what you'll end up with is is perceiving God's glory. But too often we don't want to perceive God's glory because we're just too busy chasing what, what's in his hand. Yeah. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> and, you know, and, and that's, that's not discipleship. That is living the life of a Pharisee. And again, so easy to slip into. We don't want to. Right. But we do. We, we, we end up doing it because at some point, and you cannot tell me, and, and, le- and if you haven't, you must have just met Jesus. Like, for real. Because I remember when I just met Jesus, too, and I was ready to hit everybody over the head with the Bible. Everybody was going to hell, and I was going to save you. I was going to be da-da-da-da. Like, I was going to be the superhero that was going to swoop in and tell you about Jesus. And I missed it a lot of times, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but then it turns into this self-fulfilling thing mm-hmm. instead of a self-denial thing. And 
immediately that's 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 Pharisee yeah that's Pharisee that's Sadducee and uh and I had somebody ask me one time so where are the Pharisees you know and the Sadducees today and I'm like well they still you know they do still you know exist in temples but but they also exist in our churches they're yeah. they're in your church they're yeah. in your pews they're at your job they're at you know they're they're everywhere yeah. because every really everybody even this this thing that people say that like this new thing that's all about like me 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 the self the self help the self care the self all this stuff self involvement a self absorbed society that we live yeah. in that that's not new this the 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 new religions of the world that are saying, you know, to pursue, uh, you know, um, to pursue, uh, uh, whatever feels good, do it, you know, hedonism and things of that nature. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's what's going on. That's what's going on. It's been going on though. Yeah. From the beginning of time. Yeah. And, and so it's so natural for us to fall into Pharisee. Yeah. Yeah. it, it, It is. And what's funny is that, that's that's not what Jesus teaches. Like Jesus actually teaches, like come to me, all you, you know, right. who are heavy burdened. Not go to yourself. Right. <laughs> right. You know, if you're burdened, go to yourself and 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 fix that. You know, and I think that um, those things are great. But man, we have to prioritize. And and I love that we're talking about seek the kingdom of God and seeking Jesus because that's where it starts, man. And we're talking about you know loving. Um, people loving God. And, um, and that's what the father really wants is our hearts, man. He wants us to seek him first and all things will, will be added unto you when, when you do that, you know, and he gives you perspective. He, he opens up your, your vision of, of what really matters, you know. I, I'm, I'm glad you said that, Matt. I mean, the whole me culture thing. Yeah. Uh, I was talking with a friend the other day, man. Uh, and yeah, behavioral health is all in the Bible. But there's a difference, right? It's it's there's one thing that stands true, and it's the connection with God. You know, I mean, you can do everything for you, for you, for you. Mm -hmm. But how good is it at the end of the day? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Well, and and I think when you when you talk about this, it's and there's a fine line, especially today. There's a fine line only because people are ready to pounce on you. And I'm not saying that there's not value and self-care bro no take a shower brush your teeth like like yeah you know meditate on god's word like to spend spend time to ensure that you're that you are healthy eat right like exercise like do things that are healthy for yourself mm-hmm. um but don't run yourself ragged yeah without involving jesus at all and then claim that you need a me day i need some me time no you don't mm-hmm. you don't need any me time in fact, the more me time that you take is just going to drain you further yeah. than what you've already been drained. It brings yeah. more harm. And it's going to hurt you. I promise you. And people are, you know, and I, I see it from, from, from the vantage point that, that I'm at here, whereas like shoulder to shoulder co-laborers with people. And I want to, man, I want to, I'm ready to take, I'm ready to take a city. I'm ready to take a city for Jesus, man. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to, I don't want to sprint. I want to fly. I'm ready now. Like I'm yeah. ready, ready, proper ready. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people, man, that are hurt. Mm-hmm. And because they've been hurt, they're, they're, they're like taking this crawl, this slow crawl approach into like doing something mm-hmm. God because they got hurt in the church by people and they perceive that as the church right the church hurt me the church did this the church did that and so I'm not going to get involved in serving giving whether it's my time whether it's my treasures whatever it might be like my talent whatever it is like I'm I'm gonna be much slower to get involved. God, God didn't do anything to you. God deserves your all always. And God is out for our best. That's why it's, that's why it's important to practice this discipleship thing because it's mission critical It's mission critical to what we've been called to do. Discipleship again, Christianity without discipleship is Christianity without Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) So, All right, so uh, we just had some interesting technical situations happen, which is really, really fun. 
I love when that stuff happens. Literally every single camera died, and that's okay. Um, I mean, it happened? happens all the time. It's yeah, all it's good. going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's all good. Especially when I'm it's just picture. all three cameras <laughs> die. Yeah, literally, like that's like that's like driving your car and having all of the tires go flat <laughs> right? immediately. Like that's that's never happened. But hey, there's a first time for everything. And yeah. It's beautiful. We love being able to work with this. I think what we were just talking about was uh, the fact that Christianity without discipleship is Christianity yeah. without Jesus. Let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah, man, it's it's kind of just one of those things where. Um, the, if the foundation's missing, you know what I'm saying? Like Jesus says, like, if you, if you plant, you, you know, your house, build a house on the sand, you know, when the, when the storm comes, you're going to be blown away. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what this is, man. Um, discipleship without, you know, Jesus is, is nothing. You know, you can be blown away um, because he's the foundation. He's the rock. Yeah. So I think it's, it's so important to, you know, include him because when we don't that's where these teachings <laughs> start to derive from you know yeah man that's good yeah i just remembered what i said <laughs> <laughs> include jesus period there yeah <laughs> that was I, insightful that w- <laughs> i love it include jesus period full stop yeah, full, full stop, stop. <laughs> full stop include jesus full stop but there's there's such a need, man, because even as we're living in in like these last days, um, we need we need character development. We need we need right. to be strong in our faith, man. We need to know what we believe, because there is a time it's here already where your faith is going to be tested, and all these other religions and opinions and doctrines are going to come at you. And if you're not sound and and you're not ready you're going to be just confused and you're going to be swayed in different directions. Um, and so there's a need for, um, deep discipleship. There's yeah. a need for us to gather and grow together in the faith. Um, I think even more so because there is going to be a time where maybe we're not going to have social media or maybe this, even now the social media is, is polluted, you know? So, yeah. um, we're going to need each other and we're going to need our faith and that's where discipleship in Jesus you know, comes into play. Yeah. I mean, the deception of the world is fully matured. Yeah. Yeah. And so if, if your faith is not maturing, then you're going to get whooped. Yeah. That's just, that's just the bot. That's just the, how that's the bottom line. Like you're going to get whooped. You're, if you're not developing your faith, then your faith is probably underdeveloped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You you can't do it alone. There's no way you can do Mm -hmm. it alone, Matt. We're, we're weak by nature. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, I mean, but when we're built together, especially, I mean, again, include God, mm-hmm. period. Right. Yeah. I mean, then what? Yeah. What you got? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, so like the question I think for, for me, the question that comes to mind is, okay, so um, who are you discipling? Mm-hmm. And who are you allowing to disciple you? Right. Are you involving God? Are you involving Jesus? Are you involving his Holy Spirit? Like, like, it, what's the discipleship process looked like in your life? If you're not being discipled, then I would caution you to get involved in some form of discipleship, mm-hmm. whether that's in a small group at your church, whether it's talking to your pastors and talking to your leaders and figuring out a way to get involved in some form of discipleship and yeah. what that looks like. Cause they'll, you know, hopefully they'll point you in the right direction. Um, there, of course, are there's there are books out there on discipleship, and there's nothing wrong with books on discipleship, books on leadership, books on any of those stuff. Oftentimes, we recommend books and things of that nature because we like them. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you got to get beyond that. There has to be there. There, I can't tell you how many mentors I have, but there are a great many, and 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 it's in a multitude of counsel that that wisdom is found. Like I, yeah. I, I now have the ability to draw from these wells and they help to keep me grounded and they help to disciple me. They help to challenge me, develop me. And yeah, sand off some of the me. Mm-hmm. Like they help that. They call that out. And that's so necessary. So who are you allowing to disciple yeah. you? And as you're being discipled and as you're developing in your faith and growing and maturing in your faith, you don't forget that you too are called then to be a disciple maker. Go then and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy 
spirit. This is the great commission. Mm-hmm. You cannot go. If you, uh, I, I said this to somebody, you know, one time I uh, will tell a little quick little story. So I don't know why, but for some reason, like in m- almost everywhere that I've served, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it, but because it, it is what it is. It's just the truth. How come, how come in almost everywhere that I've served, like, like production guys, the sound guys are so rough to deal with. <laughs> like no matter where I lived, the sound guys are crazy. <laughs> now we're very fortunate where we are now because the sound guys aren't all crazy <laughs> and that's beautiful. But, but I think you've got to have a little crazy. I'm going to tell you why. And some of you guys are laughing right now. Do you listen to Cause some of you guys are like, I tell him to turn it down all the time. <laughs> he is crazy. You're the reason why he's crazy. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> You're yeah. always annoying him. You're always getting after him. <laughs> Leave him alone. The pastor, the pastor asked him, the worship pastor, the worship director, the, the, the lead pastor, somebody told him, leave it loud or leave it this way. Yeah. Leave that man, leave that woman alone. Let them serve where they're serving. Sit down, have a Coke and a smile and listen to Jesus. Okay. But, but it's funny because I, <laughs> the sound man sound celebrating man. one of the sound guys. I love it. But, but I, I say all that to say this. I remember I was having um, this conversation with this guy who was in, who was in production, and he was, he was a little crazy, um, and, and he, was, he was stubborn and hard-headed and a little bit of a butthole. And as I'm having this conversation with him, I stopped. Something prompted me to just stop in the middle of the conversation. I said, hold on. Let me ask you a question because we want this team to grow, right? Yeah, we want the team to grow. Okay, great. Right now, if you grow this team, you're going to be leading a bunch of little U's. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to lead a bunch of little U's? And he got quiet. And he was like, finally responded. He was like, I do not. And I was like, that's all I'm trying to say. We have to be able to have conversation. We have to be able to have dialogue. We have to be able to be, you know, speak the truth in love, full of grace, seasoned with salt. We have to come on. We're we're, um, I'm discipling you right now so that you won't have to deal with a bunch of the worst version of yourself. I don't want to disciple a bunch of the worst version of me. Yeah. And, and I've done it. I've had to deal with, with some people that were just like me, mm-hmm. that were the worst version of me because I was not a good version of me. And, and I don't want that. And I don't want that for anybody. So you're, you, may be dis, you may be like, well, Matt, I'm discipling people now. But are, okay, are you discipling them well? Yeah, right. And are you discipling them as, as unto the Lord? Or are you discipling a bunch of little use? As unto Matt. Right. Yeah, as unto Matt. Because if you're doing it that way, that's bad. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> you're going to go crazy. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. I like that we're talking about this too, because when Jesus says, go there, go therefore and make disciples, and it, and he do he that's all he says and there's, so there's no really like special formula on how to go make this he just oh, yeah. go make disciples yeah and um and some of us we think oh yeah like that's a small group you know we're just it, no it's not like like you find a person or you find an opportunity to go make disciple you know um and so I was like I was at the school the other day on campus at here at Liberty and I was just walking around I'm like I wonder if they have a Christian club here. Like, I wonder what's, I wonder what's here. You know, like I've been here uh, quite a few times this yeah. uh, year. I know they used to, they used, used to, to have yeah, Bible club. But, uh, but surprisingly, a lot of schools don't have anything mm. anymore. There's not really th- anything happening. If they are, they're not really well known anymore. So, so I just went, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to go find out, you know? So I went to the um, activities office and nobody was there. I'm like, okay. I went after school and nobody was there, but, but I'm there on that campus a lot, and I'm like, this is an opportunity for me to step in and, you know, make a connection with either the staff or the kids and try to find a discipleship opportunity yeah. um, while I'm at work. Why not? You know, this is yeah. so it, it doesn't have to be formulated. It's just, hey, how how can I make disciples on the job or, or after work or before or, right. you know, in in my church, you know, or uh with my group of friends that I'm always with, like, how can I take advantage of those moments? You know, even with your kids, like what are some of the discipleship moments you have with your kids? Yep. You know, cause we're making disciples with our kids too. Right. You know? Um, and so like me and my boys, we sit down and we talk about, you know, certain things in the Bible or, you know, the things they're going through, like that's discipleship right there. Yep. Are you discipling your, your spouse? 
Yeah. Are you are you being intentional with talking about God's word and and teaching? And so those are all ways we can do it. So don't put discipleship in a box either. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. I mean, a lot of times we look at it and we going back to that me culture thing. We we don't intentionally look for opportunities, so we miss the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. it, everyone's called to do it, so we're right. you know we're it's there. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you are you searching for it? Are you looking for it? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna miss it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you're yeah, feeling like yeah. you're running like a lot, every like we were talking about earlier, like every, it feels like it's in fast forward, like the whole world's like in fast forward, and, and a lot of us feel like we don't have any time. Like, I don't, well, I don't have the time to disciple, or I don't have the time to be discipled, and, and I'm gonna tell you this: salvation is free. Discipleship will cost you your life. Mm-hmm. But if you give God your life in discipleship, and I'm speaking from experience, if you give God your life in discipleship, he'll redeem the time. Yeah. He'll redeem the time. I promise you. Hey, I've never been more busy than I am right now, Mm -hmm. like in this season of my life. I've never been more busy, and I'm about to get busier. Mm -hmm. But I've also, it's crazy because God is so good, and he redeems the time. He restores the year that the locust hath eaten, Bible, um, Mm -hmm. that even though I've never been this busy, I've also never been this good of a husband. Mm-hmm. I've never been this good of a father. I've never been this good of a friend. I've never been, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because that's just how good God is. So it, salvation is free. Discipleship may cost you your life, mm-hmm. but God will redeem the time. Yeah. If you give him, if you give him your life, yeah. if you give him your life, man, good. I like, I like this episode, man. That was yeah, some, that man. was, that was some good stuff. Y'all. Mm. Or my boy, Nate would say that's rich. That's, that's rich. rich. That's rich. <laughs> That's rich. Shout out to Nate. Yep. What's up, Nate? <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we're at the end of the we at the end of the episode. You guys know what that's time for. It's, it's, it's been a, it's been a minute, mm. but it's time. It's time. It's time for recommendations. Mm. Mm. Uh. Tony forgot his recommendation. That's how long it's been. <laughs> Tony forgot his. I got one though. Oh, I you got, got one? But I mean, I don't have a physical. You gonna make Eli work? Yes, Eli's gonna pull work, it up just work, like the mini me picture that you're gonna pull up. Pretty soon. But <laughs> uh, please insert when he says the mini me is this. <laughs> please pull, put something on his shoulder there. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> What's what is your recommendation? So I'm reading this book. I put it down a long time ago because I mean some of this stuff was um, heavy for me to chew, man. Because uh, it it um, you know when you get in that book and then you. Oh man, then I got to read that chapter again and then I got to go back and read it again. And yeah, the book that takes a year to read. Yes. Yeah. And it's only like so many pages. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just picked up a book again that I put down a while back um, and it's by John Eldridge. It's, I like um, John Eldridge. It, it's Wild at Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've That's ever. That's a good book. It's, you know, the partner that captivating. And um, so I picked it up again and I try to go back to where I was at and I couldn't. I had to go back to the beginning, um, but it, it, it's it's I, I it's about men uh-huh. and, and and God's calling for men and how you know um, on our lives and and so it, it, it's a good book it's a great book actually go out and get it if you haven't read it read it um, there's the captivating part on the other side I mean I think his wife made it okay yeah and so wild at heart wild at heart wild yeah. at heart I love it's it this book right here Eli. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Daniel? Man, I got two right now, but I'm gonna save this one for the next episode because they're both good. But um, this is actually fitting for what we're talking about today. It's an old book by Francis Chan. It's called Crazy Love. Um, wherever the cameras are at, Crazy Love, Crazy Love, and we're talking about uh, love today. You know, yeah. Um, and really seeking out the heart of the father and, and loving him as he loves us. And so that's what this book is, man. Just uh, pursuing God, being in love with him, being passionate for who he is and, and what he's done for you. And just, and so anyways, great book. I highly recommend if you haven't, you probably love have, it. cause it's an older one, but it's, it's something. Read it again. Read There's it even again. some Bible studies like that. I mean like that they put on tape or on DVD mm-hmm. tape. I said, tape. you said tape, dude. Hey, you just exposed yourself, bro. Tell us about the railroad, Tony. Tell us <laughs> about the railroad. Daddy, what's a VCR? Tell us about the railroad. <laughs> oh, 
He's thinking about mixtape. Right? Yeah. He's thinking that's what it is. <laughs> yes. He did mixtape mode. Yes. Anyways, yes. good book, man. Great book. Uh, if yeah, you read, read it, it read it again, man. Absolutely. Crazy Love, Francis Chan, Wild at Heart, Eldridge is a good. Read it. Read it. That's your Chan. It's not bad. It's not bad. He's got a weird. It's he's tough to he's tough to do. So I got a book by Ronald C. Roland C. Warren. He's the president and CEO of CareNet, which is he's he's an advocate for the intrinsic value of life and very very big advocate for fathers and fatherhood and uh, he wrote this book and and I loved it I loved hearing him speak uh, he came and did a dinner uh, that that actually Tony and I were at and uh, and he spoke and he's such an amazing communicator this book is called Bad Dads of the Bible Bad Dads of the Bible eight mistakes of godly men of the Bible I and and so and I like this so much that we're actually going to be doing a series at church about this bad dads of the Bible really really excited to do it but this dude is an amazing communicator and and an amazing writer I mean he's just he's just he's done so much I can't even list everything that he's yeah. done I mean we're talking about this guy's been everywhere he's been on every show he's debated every person you could think of like crazy crazy amazing guy Roland C. Warren bad dads of the Bible, eight mistakes every good dad can avoid. Well, that's all the time that we have on this episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. Make sure that you follow us on social media. Go follow us on YouTube. Hit subscribe, please. I'm tired of my son beating us. Hit subscribe, all right? Mash it so that you know when new stuff happens. We're out. <laughs>